I'm Nurse Jessica Seitz, along with Nurse Erica. We're Nurses Uncorked, the podcast that takes nursing facts with nursing comedy and makes a little cocktail out of it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nurses Uncorked, um, the podcast that I can't believe that now we're almost on episode 23 now, which is crazy Look to me. Look at us go. And we haven't missed one Tuesday, not a one. Come rain, now, snow, now you're jinxing us. Illness. I know, right? Something's going to happen. We've been here every Tuesday. Um, so welcome back to Nurses Uncorked. I'm Nurse Jessica Seitz, along with Nurse Erica. And today we have a nurse from Sweden. Uh, Danke Shane. I don't even think that's Swedish. I don't know. It's German, <laughs> I think. But, yeah. but but whatever, you know, it, it's, it sounds good. Milo can correct me. I have Milo Bescher here, which is um, originally a nurse from Sweden that uh, kind of had a video lately go pretty viral um, regarding what it's like working as a nurse in Sweden in comparison to working in the U.S. And uh, everybody is here a little ticked off <laughs> because we're we're not we're not nope. happy about it so Milo we would like to say thank you for joining us today and welcome to Nurses Uncorked well thank welcome. you for having me it's great to see you guys I've been uh like so Jessica you're new to me but Nurse Erica I've been like following for so long ever since I like moved to America so I'm like a big fan <laughs> I, I have to yeah, tell see, you when I met Milo a few minutes ago he was like hey what's up when he when Erica came on he was like oh <gasps> listen i love it (laughs) i have been following milo for it's like a couple of years now like a long time um because he's just adorable you're adorable and you would do you still do videos some in swedish and some in english and i would literally like google translate some of his videos just so (laughs) and then so when i finally followed him back he did a video about me following him, which is still one of my all-time favorite videos. It's on my favorites list on on my TikTok <laughs> playlist. It's so it was so cute. So I'm a fan. Yeah, I've been I, a big fan shook. for a long time. I was like, oh my god, Nurse Erica is following me. Well, I, Milo, I'm not gonna lie. I just started following you three days ago, so I, I, I can't. We're lie. new to each other. But I will say that before Erica told me about you I had seen your viral video did come up on on my TikTok so we'll we'll get into that in just a minute I know we're gonna get into that video um but for right now we're gonna start with the cocktail of the week cocktail of the week I feel like I need to say that like Redonda did with the um, (laughs) you need to put that in there yeah the week it made me think of Redonda because um this drink today that I'm I'm mixing together here for you guys I have named the Redonda. So, all right, let's get into the drink of the week. This is very simple. You get a cup of ice. Everybody has ice, I hope. Um, you're going to mix in two to three ounces of cranberry grape juice. Okay, so I've already done that. I put the ice and I put two to There's three ounces. I went with three ounces. Yeah, it's not purple yet. It's kind of, I don't know, reddish. Okay. Um, next, you're going to mix in vodka. Yeah. You're going to take <laughs> How much? one and a half to two ounces of one and a half to two ounces of vodka. This is one and a half right here. And add that to your drink. Next, this looks fun. I guess these two colors together are supposed to make the purple. I don't know. Next, you are taking... Is this your first time uh, making it? Here we go. Yeah, I'm making it right now. I've never had it. (laughs) One ounce of blue... I know I'm going to say this wrong. Caraco. Caraco 
liquor. One ounce of blue Caraco, but it's blue. Look no at this. idea. I mean, it is. It is. Don't laugh at well, me. I have no These idea. These are medicine cups. Does <laughs> it smell good? Then what that's is it? how I'm. That's how nurses take shots from med med cups. <laughs> I know. Isn't that sad? I'm like, I can, I no, can figure out the ounces from this. Okay. So you add your blue Caraco syrup, whatever that is. I had trouble finding that. And then a splash of grenadine. All right. Just a little splash. This will be my first time trying it, but it seemed like it was going to be good. And then you give it a swirl and you give it a taste and... Here is the Let's see it. the dark purple it comes out to be. Yeah. It is. Mm. I'm swirling. This is the Redondo. It almost Cheers looks to like, Redondo. like Kool-Aid or something. Cheers. How is it? Tell the truth. Oh, it's very good. It still has a kick to it, but it's... No, I swear it's good. I actually like it because the last few drinks that I've made um, were, were a little too sweet for my taste, to be honest. Like, it was, like, too much syrup. This... This is good. This one I would, you would have that I would one have again. again. Um I would. Yeah. Does it yeah. have a name? Is the it Redonda. just called the Redonda? It's that's not I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called Purple Haze, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was called Purple Haze. Um but I I <laughs> but that's how I came up with it because I said mixed drinks that are purple. Yeah, and I named it the the Redonda. But if you wanted to look it up, it's it's called the Purple Haze, I believe. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Um, cheers. Let's get into our, our, our podcast with uh, Milo. I'm going <laughs> to let Erica take away the, the first few questions here because I've talked enough. <laughs> take it away, Erica. All right. Well, Milo, why don't we start with you giving us just a little bit of background on you? How long have you been a nurse? What your specialty is? How long have you been practicing in the U.S.? That kind of thing. Sure. Um, so I graduated as a nurse uh, with my bachelor's degree back in 2018 in Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> and um, I started working in Sweden for a couple of years. I was mostly an ER nurse. And then after like one and a half, two years, I went back to school into my CRNA program. And I basically went through that program during COVID. <laughs> It was hectic. Um, and then I graduated CRNA school and then basically I moved to the U.S. Um, I've been in the U.S. for a year uh, working in the cardiothoracic surgery ICU here. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, so, so I would say like the way I got in touch with Erica were through TikTok because I was like this nurse on social media in Sweden. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I was like very intrigued and interested in like nurses on social media in the US because obviously I planned to move there. Um, so I so you were like one of the big nurses on TikTok that I was following. <laughs> um, and what I loved about you, Erica, was that you were doing this advocate thing that you were mm -hmm. advocating for nurses about, you know, unions and safe staffing, etc. Yeah. And that was basically what I did back home in Sweden. Oh, I didn't I know that. I was talking about uh, staffing ratios. Yeah. So I was super, like, engaged when I, already when I was a student. I was on the national student, uh, like, the board for the National Student Association of Nurses in oh, Sweden. Oh, wow. Um, I was also um, on the board of the European Nursing Student Association. Um, 
And Look at you. I was like, every, I was putting my fingers in every little bottle I could because I was like, wanted you to were do involved. something to change. Uh, I was involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted feel to like change Milo has nursing. a very high IQ for some reason. <laughs> some reason <laughs> if i had well, how guess, many languages do you speak I Milo? My... um i speak swedish and english fluently uh obviously with a little you know my english isn't the best but no it's perfect um and it's then perfect like, I... you yes, have literally it's... no accent it's so good i think of that every time i watch one of your videos <laughs> how how well you have perfected the english accent like it's it's good you should be proud of yourself Thank you. You should be able to read the Swedish comments that are like, oh, he's not good at English. He's not good in this. And what? I think he's amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, like I speak Spanish, but if I were to go on a, like a Spanish speaking podcast, I would probably lose my ever loving mind. Like I would be like <laughs> trying to translate and slow down. Like I'm not that it, it takes me a minute sometimes to like really process what they're saying before i can answer but like you're yeah i mean i'm sure you get that like you think probably in your native language that you're most comfortable with and then it but i i guess more and more time you it's it's easier to just kind of go back and forth i would think but yeah i would say like when i when i moved here then i was then i definitely i was like thinking in swedish translating it and i, I had this little delay yeah um a year in now, I feel like I'm starting to think more and more in English. So I, this tiny delay is, I'm trying to delete it and remove it. But um, <laughs> what about the math, like the metric system like, being different? How has that been for you? Uh, yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I've been lucky. That, I've been lucky, though, that you know the charting system epic it's in centimeters it's in celsius yeah. it's True. in you know kilos yeah. so i've been very fortunate about that but like calling a milliliter a cc i was like yeah it's a cc yeah <laughs> and, and that was like like the first time someone said one cc it was actually it was horrible i i took this job in the cardiothoracic surgery i and I was in an emergency situation and someone told me to put, push one cc of Effie. And I was like, one cc? What do you mean? Like, what is, what is one cc? Yeah, oh, Alexa, Jesus. what is one cc? <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you that's... mean one milliliter? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. But yeah, I never thought of that. Uh, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been, and all the like medical lingos, you know? Yeah, you don't that's say gotta be different. Norepinephrine, you say Levo. Yeah. And you, because you speak the brand names, you know. But um, even different parts of the so US are it, different. It's been a big change. With our lingo. It's it's not all, yeah, you know, the same. Imagine. Yeah. So you were. Know, it's like the same in Swedish. You know, like a particular like equipment can have one name at this specific hospital, and then you change hospitals, and then they call it something else, but it's the same thing, essentially um so yeah true so you were a crna essentially back in sweden but it's a little bit different here right is that something that you're working towards or can you talk about the difference there yeah so it's uh there's a little bit of a difference so uh as a crna you have a master's degree in sweden in nursing anesthesia and how how it is it's like 
there's one anesthesiologist, an MD, that is supervising basically, you know, three to four or five ORs. And then there's a one CRNA in each operating room actually like executing the anesthesia, provi- providing mm-hmm. the anesthesia. Um, and the anesthesiologist is basically, you know, just in the back being on call if you need anything. Um, usually they, so usually you meet with your anesthesiologist in the morning, they give you like a framework for your patients. Like this is the anesthesia that I've been coming up with for this patient. And then you as a CRNA do the assessments and then you basically, you know, perform the anesthesia. And if you don't think the framework you are given is correct, or if you have a better suggestion, then you basically just talk to the anesthesiologist. Um, so from being here in the U.S. now for a year, I feel like it's kind of similar to how CRNAs are working in like big university, like teaching hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we don't have in Sweden is that we like we have CRNA isn't its own license. I'm still like a registered nurse with a specialty in anesthesia mm, okay. and I can't like order my medications myself. But there are like rural hospitals in Sweden that only hire CRNAs that are that have like CRNAs in the hospitals or a CRNA on call. But then they have like an MD attached to the hospital, but the CRNA is like ordering medications in the MD's name. So it's like it's similar, but still not exactly the same thing. But I looked into becoming a CRNA here in the States. Um, It's just that it's three years tomorrow and it would cost for the first time in my life my medication would cost money sure Um, because yours was free and um yeah exactly so wait 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 a minute free free school free college for real Mm -hmm. yeah yeah wow so that's As a nice. socialist country in Sweden, we have tax-funded healthcare and education. So you can go so to school jealous. for, I think it's six or seven years for free. That's amazing. That's so And, and you're wow. one of the consistently okay, so that, ranked that, one that, of the that, happiest countries too, right? Yeah, it's like Look how happy he looks right now. Countries. It, <laughs> I know. That, that leads me into my, my, my one question is, why did you want to come to America? Like, that's the main um, question I had for you. Yeah. What What led it's, you to want to why to live here? It's kind of a funny story. Like, I moved to the U.S. to, to the Chicago area when I was like eighteen, nineteen, and um, I was living there for about six months. I was studying like music musical like music theater basically really um trying to figure out what i really wanted to do yeah my (laughs) son grew up doing musical Um, theater i love it me too it's you know nursing was my plan b and i had to go in my plan b i understand um (laughs) completely understand but um being in the u.s i i got the opportunity to shadow a crna for a day and i had like no idea what the crna like what that entailed or what it was or anything but i i got to shadow um because it was like a friend of a friend of a friend of someone and i was just shook i was like this is so cool this is amazing and the person who was a crna was making so much money mm-hmm. like their partner was staying at home with the kids they had like two cars they had this beautiful house and i was like 
I want to do this. I want to be this cool <laughs> and make this much money. So I applied for nursing school back at home in Sweden. So I uh, interrupted my study year, basically, after six months. And I moved back to Sweden to become a nurse. Um, and then, you know, I realized um, after, like, I think it's like one semester, I was like, hmm, CRNAs isn't paid as much here in Sweden. Okay. Well, how much? Well, it's just What's like, the difference? You know, um, it, it's big. I think, I think a CRNA in Sweden today has like a yearly salary of like maybe 70 to 80K a year. Okay. Yeah, they make a lot. They make a, yeah. CRNAs a lot. Like the entry salaries in New York is like two fifty for a CRNA. Yeah, so it's it's a big New York. But at the same time, which I've been also trying since my video went viral, I've been trying to tell people on social media that like you can't like compare because people are like, okay, well, how much do you earn and what's the salary like? And it's hard to just like compare it right off the bat because. Yeah there's such a big difference in regards to other aspects of actually living in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, the quality of, of life is so is much very better. Different. The quality it's, it's just very different. So it's hard to compare. Um, but so I've been looking into becoming a CRNA in the U S um, it's just, it's three years of school. I, I'm, I'm contemplating <laughs> having to redo what you've already done essentially for the most part. That sucks. Right. And why why I came to America was basically I enjoyed my time in America so much when I was in Chicago and I like the culture I like the people, um, and and like be having worked in the ICU now for a year I feel like I've seen sicker people here than I would ever in my entire life see in Sweden. Um, you know I live on Manhattan right now. There's ten million people nice. on the island. There's 10 million people in my country. Oh my Um, gosh, yeah. So. Okay. And I guess just, you know, how the the country structure is, you know, in Sweden, just, you know, we have tax-funded healthcare. It's basically for free when you go see a doctor. We work a lot with preventative healthcare. Um, And then, like I said, a smaller population. So you don't get to see as sick patients as you do here. So. I wanted experience, you know, I wanted to get more knowledge and get better skills, I guess. Is this the first foreign country that yeah. you've worked in as a nurse? Uh, no. <laughs> so I worked in Norway. Okay. I, so, yeah, so yeah, I speak a little bit of Norwegian as well. <laughs> See, um, I knew there was more. And I feel like I'm on It's a Small World at Disney World right now. We're like, welcome <laughs> to Norway. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Sweden. I don't know if you guys have ever ridden It's a Small World, but I love that um, ride. It just, oh, I do too. I, it's one of those ones you have to go on every time. Like it's just, it's just a must. But um, that's awesome, Norway. That's pretty cool. How long yeah. were you there? Mm, I was there for a good three months. Um, I did like a travel assignment there, and Norway is awesome. Like people who told me that they love Swedish healthcare should go to Norway because Norway is like our big brother and their healthcare, like their society, like the country in general, they have better nature. They have better healthcare. They have, they just have it figured out. I feel like, um, all those Scandinavian countries. 
They have yeah. it figured out. And and all of us, you know, are topping the list of being the happiest country in the world. Like Denmark, Finland, yeah, Sweden, Norway. We we are not anywhere near um, the top of the list. Not even close. <laughs> so I'm very happy here. I must say though, like even though I was miserable through my orientation and the cardiothoracic surgery as you, I'm happy now. Okay, yeah, well, I remember kind of chatting with you then and and it w- it was a struggle it was a struggle and i i didn't want to be cliche yeah. and be like well welcome to american nursing but welcome to american nursing <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah everyone said those words to me everyone like my preceptor all my new friends they were like this is it this is this is as, as good as it gets so i was like okay yeah um but yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just like soaring out from from the question. I, I I worked in Norway. I worked in Sweden. I did some volunteer work in Thailand, um, wow. and then I did like remote work in Spain and uh, Indonesia. Uh, and now cool. then, I I'm working in the U.S. Do you Gosh, plan on going I other I places anywhere in the U.S. <laughs> or anywhere else as a nurse? Um. So everyone has been recommending uh, recommended California yeah. just because it's like the best. It's supposed it's to be Mecca. the best place in the U.S. to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've I've been looking into it, but for now I feel like I need to to chill out a little bit because I've been moving around so much. <laughs> yeah, and just You're enjoy. You're like I need to just stay in one. T- <laughs> exactly. One sp- yeah. One spot yeah. for a little bit. So should we have him tell us a little bit about this viral video for people yeah, that don't for know those what that it haven't was? seen it? Yeah. Tell us about it. So I made, I was back home for two months finishing another degree. So I had to do like clinical hours in the ICU in Sweden. And I was in basically five, five, six, seven different ICUs throughout um, the Stockholm area. And um, I was like, Hmm. Because when I've been describing how it is working as a nurse to all my colleagues here in New York, they've been, you know, having their jaw to the floor being like, that sounds like nurse heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Why, what are you doing here? Go back home. Right. Um, so I just I just thought when I was home, let's let's make a video so they can see how it is. Um, so I made this video how it is working as an RN. In, in Sweden, I was talking about, I was showing our hospital, obviously, and then I was talking about our staffing ratios um, in the ICU where one RN per two patients with a personal designated CNA for those particular two patients. Your own CNA. Um, your own CNA, yeah. So the CNA isn't assigned is to multiple out. nurses, just you. No, just That's me. amazing. Yeah, and, and that's Amazing. how it is throughout our healthcare systems. So if you're working on like a med search floor, let's say you have between five and seven patients, then you have five and seven patients as the RN, but you will have a designated CNA for those patients. Amazing. Um, I can't even imagine that. Mind and it sounds like they have like a bigger the... scope of practice, the CNAs in Sweden, it seems like. They do. From what I've seen, though, like we, we don't use... M- use CNAs or patient takes that much in the ICU that I'm in currently. Um, but from what I've seen, they, they do have, especially in the ICU in Sweden, uh, they do have a 
broader scope of practice. Um, but yeah, so just having, you know, a teammate to work with throughout your shifts every single yeah. day, taking care of your patients is making the job so much more like fun and culpable or right, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> it's like, and also I would say like the, the RN role is a little bit different from here in, in the States. How so? This is, however, only from my experience, I've only been in one ICU in New York. So I, I, I don't have that much experience in the US, but um, the RN in Sweden is more like a supervisor, like have mm. a supervising role. Let's say you have okay. these five, seven patients and then you are responsible for their advanced nursing care and their medical treatment to, to actually perform the medical treatments with all the medications and stuff. But the CNAs, their job is to take the vitals, you know, give them food, help them clean themselves, etc. And then they report to you as the RN, like, this um, patient Smith, they just had 30 ml of urine this hour. So you are alerted and then you can go to the chart and look like, okay, do I need to contact the doctor or what could I do myself before I, before I do that? While here, where I work right now, I'll do it all. I'll empty mm-hmm. the holies, I clean yeah. them, I'll do oral care, I'll turn them, I chart yeah. it, I'll give them meds. So I'll do it all. But in Sweden, it's more like, I'll do the advanced nursing and then I supervise the basic nursing, basically. It sounds like you're yeah, that, permitted that, that, the opportunity to function at the top of your license, the top of your scope of practice there. Exactly. Whereas in the U.S., we are so bogged down with having to turn the patients and the ADLs and all the other stuff because we don't have a CNA or the CNA is like yeah. for the entire unit, you know. So, yeah, ugh, that sounds like a dream to me. Yeah, it's <laughs> truly I, I've, I've been shocked for because Sweden's like nursing, nursing in Sweden, how we give nursing is actually worlds better than the U.S., honestly. I'm sure um, I, I will give you an example so you can trust my word. So okay. let's say you have a relative that, you know, gets admitted into the ICU and you go there because you want to visit whoever, you know, you know, that whoever that got admit, admitted into the ICU. So when you get to the ICU, then a nurse will greet you. You will sit down in a little private room before first. You will get a question like, have you been in the ICU before? Have Do you know oh what's happened? And then you will get a rundown. This is what happened. This is what the patient will look like. This is what you will see in the room. You prepare so them. That you, so you can prepare them. And then you will walk them into the room. And then you will explain what, there is, what, what it is they're seeing. And if a lot is going on, then the CNA will um, take the conversation with the, the person that is visiting. But so you will never alone with, with visitors, you know. But here, wow. and where I work in the cardiothoracic surgery ICU, they roll up from the OR. Ten minutes mm-hmm. later, they throw in family that mm-hmm. never been in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And then I'm supposed to stabilize the patient, chart about the patient, talk to the family about mm-hmm. the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the nursing aspect of, you know, 
com with communication and meeting people where where they are at and what they know and you know that's oh so so here i imagine um, that must so help it's, to it's avoid so, yeah. so much conflict though definitely i can't i that sounds it, it makes so much sense to hear that like that sounds like i mean that that's multiple conversations that erica and i have had is like you know i've been doing nursing for a long time and there were days that it it was more like this in the past um it it was not quite as amazing as you described but it was more <laughs> like that like now it's you have so much to chart and so much to do on your own as a nurse that you lose that ability to just communicate with the patient and their family member because of the pressure to keep up with all of the other stuff. And it's like that stuff gets a back seat to the stuff that you're going to get in trouble if you don't accomplish, obviously. Um, and that I, that's why I always say I miss the good old days of nursing. Um, but it sounds like that, you know, Sweden's got it a lot more figured out for sure. I mean, it's, that sounds amazing. That's how it should be. Yeah. I was, I was actually shook when, when I, <laughs> when I started at my current unit, I was like, why, why are the family here now? Why are they like <laughs> crying and asking about what the tube is? Haven't someone been talking to them? Like, no, nope, wh right. Wh what's happening? And they're like, no, you're supposed to talk to them. I was like, but, but I'm doing when? all these other things. Like, I only have two <laughs> hands, you know? Yeah, oh I'm trying gosh. to keep them uh, stabilized and, and, and alive. And right, it's very, that's very frustrating. I mean, that's Culture shock. Jessica, you told, you, culture shock, definitely. And Jessica, as you said about the charting, mm -hmm. that was also another thing that, you know, when I was doing my orientation at my current unit, my preceptor told me to chart all these things. And she was telling me to do a lot of things that are required of us RNs in the unit. And I think she got tired of me like a couple of weeks in when I was questioning her every single time. I was like, are you for real? Do you want me to do this? Do, do, is this serious? Like, do, yeah. am I supposed to do this as Where's well the camera? on top of this? Yeah. Um, but exactly where's the camera i was like this is a joke um but but the amount of charting that we're doing i don't know if we do it more because we're like a comprehensive cardiac center we're top ranked no, in the world it's no it's but everywhere the amount of everywhere it's everywhere crazy. it's crazy everywhere. like it's repetitive so it's repetitive mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it's uh, over the top um i I don't, I, I don't know if it's because Erica could probably answer this better. If it's more because of legality reasons that it's that intensive here, or if it's because of financial gain um, from insurance companies, but it's, it's gotten worse as the years have progressed here. It's just, they Much add worse. on literally, it feels like on a weekly basis, something else is added to a nurse, a nurse's plate. Like they put some, some yeah. other charting that you have to do. It's, out of control yeah it's I out of control it has to do with the liability and also mm -hmm. the how, how healthcare is built here yeah um because since healthcare is tax funded in sweden and we don't have the same liability problem like you won't go to jail if you didn't do anything that was one of my this questions is very interesting we're talking about redonda bod 
Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Renata Watt, because I was following that case and I, I was like, I, I was so scared because this was right before I moved to America. And I was oh like, my this gosh. is so scary. Am I supposed to move there and work? It's very oh, scary. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was so scared. And everyone was telling me that I was crazy for going to the US. They were like, they're going to put you behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. Here. You never know. Yeah. Um, but we don't have the same liability issue in Sweden. Like you have your license and then we basically have, you know, the board of nurse nursing in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And if like you would have to actively wanting to do harm to lose your license. And probably if you actively did something, then you would be criminally charged. But we have, I actually did when I was back home for two months now, recently in Sweden, I did, um, um, a presentation of different uh, working cultures and with a blaming culture and a non-blaming culture and a just culture mm, uh, and uh, in Sweden we are leaning towards a non-blaming culture more than even a just culture we're leaning towards the non-blaming culture <laughs> um, that it's you know it's the systems it's always the system's fault yeah like if you didn't actively wanting to do wanted to do harm then it's the system fault like it, exactly. it was not your fault exactly and that's um, the truth of it that that is so I important mean, that is the truth and it used to be, milo it used to be a lot more like that here honestly it it yeah i started as a nurse in the year 2000 and it that would have been a crazy thought to think of somebody being criminally charged unless like you're saying yeah. you did have a malicious intent but to accidentally make exactly. a uh, a sentinel event, but not out of malicious intent, just an accidental thing, um, you would have never thought that. You would have thought, yeah, I could lose my license and I may be done, but never would that have ever crossed somebody's mind. And now it's it's like that is becoming more Common. and more of the norm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which scares everybody. It scares yeah, it, us. It used and to be scary. that they would and just do a root cause analysis. Charge. Yeah. Right. Right. You got yeah, to yeah. protect yourself. CYA. That's what we call it here. Cover cover your ass. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Because I would say like, when I take an admission in the cardiac ICU, I would say out of 12 hours, I spend almost like 30, 40% on charting. Mm -hmm. Like 30, 40% of my time is charting. Yeah. Charting, charting, charting. Mm -hmm. And if I could free up like five hours, four or five mm -hmm. hours that the charting is actually yeah. taking me, I could do so much more for the patient. And so so that's also like one of those big differences in Sweden. So in Sweden, even if you work in the ICU, you chart your hourlies, obviously your ins and outs, what the medication yeah. is going at it, what kind of rate it is. But that's it. like temperature, vitals going automatically in the system. And then ins and outs. That's it. And then you do one note each shift. If one. something Whoa. was abnormal. If one. something if. was abnormal. If. Wow. One. If. If. Wow. If, the, if status quo with a patient and your assessment is as the previous, you know, previous nurse has charted it, th and there's no change. Wait, we don't so chart. how many assessments are you chart charting in ICU That is amazing. Shift. One, one assessment, That's it? and then I charge. You don't have to redo it like every changing. two hours. No, no. If something is changing, then I charge. So truly charting by if exception. If something hasn't changed, 
Exactly. It's charting by exception. And obviously, I, I assess the patient mm-hmm. like every other hour or whatever you yeah. know, the order is, is put in for. But I don't chart it if nothing changed. Why would I do that? It takes so much more time. <laughs> You have to write so much sense. You guys have to chart like every detail, like MD at bedside, MD discussed, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you in, in Sweden have to get into those minute details? Uh, physical therapy in the room, social worker here discussed. I, I like that's the level of how no, much. No, they are responsible mm-hmm. for charting what they did. I'm responsible for charting Thank what you. I did. See, exactly. we're talking here that you can't, you can't guarantee that somebody else is going to chart. Like, it's almost like you have to cover your butt that you saw somebody do something because you can't be responsible exactly. knowing the for sure that part. they did that. Yeah. yeah. And it, but but in Sweden, it's like, if they didn't do their job, it's on them. Like, I can chart what they did. They did it. I'm, move, I'm moving it. to Sweden. That's it. I'm I done. <laughs> so is there so the whole imagine, mentality? So working in the ICU. Sorry. Is there the whole mentality of sorry, the nurse being the... Um, the last line of defense like it is here is that pushed that narrative that no matter how much the doctor messes up the pharmacist anyone that mess screws up an order does anything wrong that ultimately it falls on the nurse because we are the last line of defense why didn't we catch it or prevent it yep is that the same in sweden that's how it is in sweden as well okay yep that's it okay so yeah if the doctor puts in an order that is very funky and we would just, you know, perform it without questioning it. And it's, you know, unreasonable. Then it's on us. Okay. So that's well, that, the I same. mean, I, I would say that that makes that. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that part makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, Erica, we're going to do the nurse problem of the week right now. <laughs> problem of the week. All right. Here's an anonymous um, message that I received and Erica received as well. I'm reaching out for help or guidance about an internal contract. Basically, they have bait and switched us on our contract, and they are cutting our rate of pay by $15 an hour. That's a big difference. That's a lot. This was dropped like a bombshell. Most of us left external travel for this, and now we cannot travel externally with them for 12 months if we leave. They told us in our team meetings that they pay us less than external travelers. There are over 100 nurses affected, saving the company $2.8 million annually. We are outraged. We are not union. We're being pushed into a corner. I've already sought externally, but I feel like standing strong on this and contacting the media or our representatives. I want to do it right. Can you help? Yeah. Let Erica get so it is a bait and switch. Because that, 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 I'm that's mad illegal. just about it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and and it's not isolated. This has been going on a lot, especially but how, since as a as a nurse. COVID. What do you do if you don't have the union? If you don't have the union to help you, how do you collectively do something about it? That's the hard part. Class action. Is lawsuit. there an answer for that, Erica? That's the answer. Class action lawsuit. That's the only they way. Said they, there's a hundred of them. You only need two or three to do a class action lawsuit. And a lot of attorneys will work on contingency for class action lawsuits because there's so many people affected that it usually, if they win, is a big payout. So a lot of attorneys will take it on contingency, meaning you don't have to pay them up front. 
Um, and you just need one person to go in there to get an attorney and, you know, go do your free consultations, meet with a couple, see which one is good for you, but you get one in there and then they say, who else? Are there others affected? Yes. Okay. And then they reach out to them and then it grows and it grows. Um, class action lawsuit is how you fight that. Could you go to the media? Yeah. Does it help if you have a union? Yeah. Could you go to your representatives? Yeah. But if you really want to fight that, class action lawsuit, 100%. Like Attorney Ryan. Attorney Ryan talked to us about that a little bit um, on yeah. that one podcast. He was saying that. Yeah, that, he does a lot you of know, those. A lot of times it, it might be hard to individually get an attorney for just one nurse. But like you were saying, if you collectively can get a bunch of nurses, I think, that are willing to to speak up and stand up and come together, then, yeah, I mean, actually that. Aside from that, I don't think that there's much else you can do. The, the sad part is that a lot of people will have this. moved and they will be stuck there for a period of time. And so they don't fight it. They just take it. And that's what the organization counts on, you know? I love that this was a travel nursing question. <laughs> right? <laughs> because um, so back at home uh, in Sweden, I'm, I'm like the spokesperson for all the travel nurses, I would say. I love it. I love um, it. And we and and we have a little bit of the same issue with the bait and switch, but I Do guess you? it's easier in Sweden just because like if you travel to a different region and they screw you over, then you know, you're not that far away from home so you can basically, you know, take your bag and just go back home. But I what I do want to say uh about this issue, uh I'm not good with any of this, you know, class law lawsuits or whatever, but but that numbers are speaking. So like, if you are a bunch of people that, are, yeah. you know, are in this a hundred, a hundred nurses that are getting screwed over mm -hmm. if every single one of you, if you just we would, you know, communicate with each other and every single one of you would just like, okay, we'll not coming to work tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. One could do You're it. Speaking our language. Everyone. <laughs> then, then, you know, the companies, would have no choice but to, exactly. you know, change what they're doing. Um, That's so, how you fix the whole problem in America. But, <laughs> but that hasn't happened. Stood I, I would say that to Erica. Like, we yeah. need a national union. A national union in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Well, you have one in that, Sweden, that's what right? We have in Sweden. And I think, yeah, I think that's why we have it, you know, a lot better when it comes how to... How does that work in Sweden like with that. the union? You're just automatically, all nurses everywhere are just automatically unionized? Um, so basically we have a national union with a national board and then every single unit has representatives in every single hospital. Every unit? We have representatives. Wow. Every unit has their wow. representative for the union. And Amazing. Then, and, and then we have a regional board of the union in every single county. So, you know, for example, something is going on with the hospitals in Stockholm. Then we have like this, you know, regional board. So the representatives on the units can turn to the regional board and say, the, the hospitals are trying to do this and that. And then the regional board says, oh, this is not good and picks it up to the national board. And then they speak about it. Um, Amazing. We have representatives I'm truly all over the place. impressed. <laughs> Like, I mean, truly, I hearing these things sounds like a dream. Like, doesn't it, Erica? Like, it does. like, it does. It, it would be a yeah. dream here to have what, but what then he's again, describing. You know, 
so I don't just like paint Sweden as this all dream. I would say like a lot of nurses don't like the union because they don't think Why? they do enough. Like they want them to well, do even okay. more. We get like, that here oh, too. We just get there's a, always we some. just got so I would say like there's but, but but personally I'm like so pro union. Like I'm I'm Are you part you, of NISNA? They should, they should be like a national union in the US. Yes, I am. Okay, I was, so you've had was, a little experience. So when I got the job yeah, this is actually very, very funny. So I got this job uh, at this hospital in New York. And I, I would say I probably got it because I was reaching out to Erica for help with my resume. <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> I, I, I don't it. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how HR. And if anyone else needs help with their resume, you too can reach out to Nurse Erica. <laughs> Not that this is a plug, but she does help help people with resumes. You Milo's can, you was so challenging her. for me. Because it's just different. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you know? it was. It was so different from yeah. ones that we have here. And I. it took me a while. <laughs> but that's yeah. awesome. I think that, the, I mean, how cool is that to have somebody like from Sweden, like reaching out to you for help with a resume here? Like, that's amazing. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah and cool. I would say that that's how I got this job, you know? Um, so thank you, Erica, for that. That was amazing. Um, (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. But then, so I would say three or four weeks after I started at this hospital, we went on strike. That big New York strike. Uh, Yeah. 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 So, so I was out, like I moved to the U S moved to New York. I got a new job and then three weeks in, I was out chanting doing all the you know striking i was like yeah (laughs) was that Um, your first strike uh, that was my first strike yeah isn't that exciting i literally this year was the first time i was at a at a strike i mean she's addicted to to them now but such oh my gosh what a what an amazing uh energy it's just like Mm -hmm. yeah like it's so i I really empowering i i'm very yeah, it is. It is. It's cool to see nurses riling together and being yeah. cohesive and like fighting for a common goal. Um, I'm all about that. I love it. Yeah. So what so- I did, so what I did that was, I guess, similar in Sweden was that I was the president of my nursing program at my school. And and so my school was Karolinska Institute, the Karolinska Institute, which was at the time when I was a student there, we were uh, amongst the top five best nursing programs in the world. Wow. And I was the president of that program. So when when I started to be close to graduating and I realized, Jesus, our salaries, they are so low. Like we, we got to do something about our salaries. Yeah. Something's got to happen. Then I got involved. I, I basically started a manifestation, demonstration, student strike for the entry salaries for RNs in Sweden. And it spread to all the major cities in Sweden, Gothenburg, Malmö, Stockholm. Uh, And um, so we wanted to basically, I need to, because we, so in Sweden, we talk salaries in per month. Like what's your salary per month? But here in the Yeah, you get paid once a month, right? Yeah, once a month, right? And here in the States, we talk yearly salaries Mm -hmm. instead. Um, (laughs) But basically... But basically, the entry salary when I graduated for a nurse was like between thirty-five and forty k a year. Okay. <clears throat> so basically, I did this thing where I, you know, 
talked to every student at different schools throughout Sweden. I said, when we graduate, January 2018, everyone has to say no to not a penny below X amount of money. Because the hospitals, they need us. Yeah. We don't need them. We can go back to school. School is free. We can take another job. We don't need them. <laughs> they will, if everyone says no to a salary below this amount, then the hospital needs to, you know, just, just yeah. give it to us, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what we did. And um, the major cities got, the, got our salary requirements. That is amazing. Look what you did. That, that's... I had no idea. That's so cool. Yeah. Good so job. We were on the news, <laughs> on the radio. Um, we were everywhere. And um, yeah, I just, you know, numbers speaks. As yeah, long as and, you're and collectively. And actually, exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. Ugh. I hope nurses hear and, this uh, here. I, I hope they do. For... Oh, yeah. I, they better because we've been, especially you, Eric, have been preaching it for years now. Forever. <laughs> if everybody would just do something together, yeah. But that that's a that's a tough one. Um, back to your viral video, really quick. I've got a question. Yeah. So, when I saw that video, I immediately was uh, taken aback by the nurses' lounge. <laughs> The beauty oh, of the I nurses' know. lounge, the, the amazing. fact of the the individual bathrooms with the showers, um, to hear about the length of breaks that you get, um, yeah. to hear that they support you taking breaks to do continuing education, I, I literally was um, floored. My mm-hmm. question for you is: having seen all of that, and now that you work in the states and i understand that you've only been at one one hospital here so you can't compare for everywhere but is it the same or is it massively different i know the answer i'm sure that i do um unless this hospital is just amazing and they they have something i'm not aware of but can you compare those those two for me how what what you've seen yeah sure so <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, you can already start. tell. <laughs> Here we go. Um, and, and and you know what's sad? The sad thing is that my hospital is a union hospital. Yeah, that it should be good. You know, it right. should be better than what it is. And th- and and that's the sad part. Yeah. Um. But 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 yeah. So so here in the U.S., when I started at this hospital, we had to order specific scrubs with their logo on. And we didn't get any, you know, money for it. Like we have to pay out of pocket to mm-hmm. get scrubs, which wow. is insanely different from Sweden because yeah. Sweden is, you know, providing your scrubs every day and they wash it for you. So you you pick a pair and then you leave it there and they wash it for you. <clears throat> and um, we have no changing rooms, so you will have to, you know, change at home or like mm-hmm. in a bathroom somewhere throughout the hospital. And um. If you, you know, run to work, bike to work or whatever, there's no showers like you. you yeah, Americans don't do that. We're lazy. That. <laughs> the, the, the sh- a shower. There's no sh- My hospital didn't have no showers. We had <laughs> one shower and we used um, it for storage. Oh. <laughs> so did we. So did we. Our unit I feel like had 
had one shower and it was filled with like Christmas decorations. Yeah, I think. exactly. Seriously. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Oh, Jesus. And I so, feel like that's how they treat staff rooms as well. Like storage rooms. Like yes, where am I yeah. supposed to sit? Where am I supposed Yeah. So in Sweden, like we have tons of microwaves, multiple fridges so you can store your, you know, what? food or lunch you bring. If there's a, there shouldn't be a line for the microwaves. Um, uh, but then in regards to breaks, so yeah, in, in let's the, hear at it. the Union Hospital I'm working in uh, in New York right now, we have a 1.5 hour break on our 12 hours. So usually like a 30 minute morning break or like somewhere at the beginning of your shift and then an hour somewhere later. Um, right. Currently right I'm now working... you get that? Or are you talking about no, Sweden? Well, so. No, so like we are supposed to, oh, we are supposed oh, to have okay. that at our union <laughs> hospital. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, then, I'm understanding that. I've been there almost a year, and I can probably count on my both hands how many breaks I've okay, gotten. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Months, okay. You know, I was about to have yeah. a heart attack. I'm <clears> like, <throat> I'm like, yeah. they're doing it pretty good there. Um, that yeah, that makes no. sense. Okay. We just don't um, get breaks. Yet. And in Sweden, you got you got your breaks. You, I'm, I'm in Sweden, I got my breaks because then, you, so you start your shift at 7 a.m. Just like here, you take report probably 30 minutes something. You go into your patients. You do you start your assessments, and when you've done your assessments, maybe you give some morning meds around eight o'clock. They usually do, and so around you know eight twenty eight thirty, you get your morning breaks. Usually it's you know fifteen twenty minutes. You get grab a coffee or a sandwich oh my God. or whatever sit down oh my God. chat a little bit with your colleagues chat a and little and then you go out chat again, a little finish up <laughs> yeah yeah what oh is that? exactly yeah right you know having fun at work oh, being that social with exist. your colleagues yeah. and friends mm-hmm. um and then you go out again you do rounds around nine-ish o'clock probably with the doctors and then after that you start doing the interventions that you agreed upon during rounds and then around like 11, 11.30, we start usually taking lunch breaks. The lunch break is usually like 30, 45 minutes. Who, re- like, who relieves you say, in like, Sweden? There's... Is it like it, yeah. the nurses take turns and you guys relieve each other? Or how does that work? Um, so it all depends. Like in the ICU, usually it's your neighbor nurse or, okay. or like the two RNs leave and leave the CNAs. And then when the RNs are back, the CNAs leaves. And the you can RNs leave a CNA on the floor with CNA, no licensed basically. nurse, or there's uh, other. Well, there's going to be a, a nurse on the floor. Okay, but like, okay. So, so if they so, needed somebody to answer or yeah. do something, they could. They have a exactly. resource. Exactly. There's always going to be an RN on the floor. Okay. But so, like, depending on the situation with your patients, usually, you know, CNAs are basically usually CNAs are friends with other CNAs, and the RNs mm-hmm. are usually friends with other RNs. Yeah. Usually. Sometimes it crossover. So it all depends on who do you want to go to break with? Do you want to go with your CNA? <laughs> ask your neighbor. Do you want to go right. with your neighbor RN? Well, ask your CNA to cover you. You know, figure it out, you know? Can you imagine uh, just having works. that flexibility, Erica? No. And, well, usually, and that's uh, because they probably are staffed appropriately where they can relieve each other. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like here, the the staffing is so horrible and everybody's getting new admissions and can't keep their head above water that to even try to ask somebody to relieve you, they look at you like you're crazy. Like, no, I can't even yeah. take care of the patients I have. I can't listen out for your patients too. And that's what happens to us here. I'm sure Milo understands that. And you've seen that, yeah. um, that, 
that's Listen basically term. Yeah, that's basically how you get screwed out of your breaks because yeah, no, no, there is nobody available to truly yeah. watch your patients for right. the most yeah. part. Usually, so usually at the majority of the ICUs, I was the in the majority of the ICUs I were uh, doing my clinical rotations in when I was back in Sweden now. Um, so usually, you know, there's one RN, one CNA per two patients. And then usually we have a resource nurse. So if you have a difficult time being flexible with your break, then you can always call the resource nurse to cover. Wow. Because if you have like a lot to do and you want to go on break, then you don't want the care to stop. You you mm -hmm. want the care to continue going even if you're on break. So then you can call your research nurse to come cover you. And then usually you have a charge nurse and the charge nurse doesn't have an assignment. So the way it's have supposed to be the floor that doesn't have, you know, an assignment that can help you. Yeah. So you get the morning break, 15, 15, 20 minutes, something, and then you get your lunch break. And then at, you know, when you've given your reports to the afternoon shift or like the evening shift, then, then you basically get your afternoon tea or like afternoon coffee <laughs> And for 15, 20 minutes. Oh and then you gosh. do like maybe one or two last interventions with the patients and then you, you're out of the hospital. So there's wow. a lot of, you know, and, and the patients isn't as sick as here. So th there's yeah. like, you know, there's not the same amount of charting. There's more staffing. The patient is usually not as sick as here in the U.S., so there's why a are lot our of patients things. more sick? Why do I keep hearing that? Well, because why? our food why is our and we're lazy and we don't walk anywhere. And our healthcare is horrible. And our healthcare is and, horrible. And nobody has insurance. Okay. Yeah. That's so what they I don't figured. seek treatment. That's yeah. what I figured. I think the the major factors are there's a larger population, so obviously it's going to be more disease processes yeah. in, in the populations overall. Yeah. But then the healthcare system, people are yeah. afraid of actually seeking care because they're afraid of what it's going to cost them mm -hmm. if they don't have insurance and stuff. So then they they wait it out and then they are ca caught in the like when the disease process has gone much further and that's more expensive and yada yada. And also, I think what Erica said, the food, the food is shit. you can it's have so the same bad. package of cereal in Europe mm -hmm. and the same package of cereal here in the US. Same brand, same name, same everything. But when you look to the ingredients, some of the ingredients in the U.S. cereals are banned in the they're illegal in the European Union. Yeah, they're illegal. You didn't know that, uh, Jessica? Oh yeah. yeah. Look at me. Oh, it's fascinating. Whoa. No, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, people that have like gluten intolerance and dairy intolerance here, they go to Europe. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. They can eat everything that they want there. The quality of food is so much better they they are held to really high standards you know what's crazy though is that you know you think that people have this image of america like <clears throat> it's america the land of dreams like no the, we, that's we've where been you go bamboozled. To, you you can make anything happen <laughs> it's like yeah. why is this why is that image there when when yeah. actually there's a lot of things that are are, are beyond subpar like last yeah. last time uh, i was in the czech republic was 2019 because i'm half czech and so i have a lot of family there and i i was convinced like i'm moving here i'm getting a dual citizenship <laughs> i it is so not like the transportation works public transportation it's it's amazing that's um, also the, something that's also yeah. the infrastructure because when i was living it's in so pennsylvania good. I was literally, literally a five minute walk from my Walmart, five minute walk. 
but I couldn't walk there. I would, I have to take the car. Why? Because otherwise I would walk on like the highway. Like, cause oh. there, there's no walk, there's no streets uh-huh. for walking. Yeah. So that's also a reason why I'm in New York because here you can at least you can bike and you can walk. And... I completely get that. That is just like where I live in Florida. Literally, if you yeah. were to walk to your local <clears throat> store, you'd probably get pummeled by a motor vehicle and you'd probably die off of U.S. Highway 19. <laughs> Seriously, like it's yeah. that bad. Like it. Yeah. There is no safety. There's no concern for. A, people biking or walking it's like literally you are on top of the interstate if you're going to try to go somewhere it's scary like me and my partner when we were shopping when we were living in pennsylvania like we were like system we were walking (laughs) to walmart we were walking to all the different stores with our bags carrying just like in sweden Mm -hmm. and all every every single car that passed us we're like what What are are they they doing doing? (laughs) and we're like we're walking it's called walking that isn't walkable yeah yeah do it um so i do think that uh, that also has something to do with that 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 the infrastructure in a lot of cities in the u.s isn't the best i mean in sweden you can basically walk or bike all the way from north of sweden to down south like wow everything is you know yeah. So, okay, so I swear, you don't I almost have feel like we need a part two with Milo, like seriously, because <laughs> I know I, there's so much I, to I literally unpack. I'm learning so much today. For, I, I feel like I'm so completely uneducated as to know yeah. what, how other countries do stuff. Maybe we I will mean, honestly, like, I think the best parts. comparison we usually get is Canada because Canada is so close to us, you know, and, and yeah. we hear a lot about like their healthcare system. But in all honesty, like, that's not something unless you go out and really research it. It's not something that you hear like that often. You don't really hear how right. it is in, in other countries or how they're doing stuff or how their healthcare system is. Like it's very, very fascinating yeah. and it makes you a little well, bit. And did you notice how clean it, it today was? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. In the video, it how, like how they, immaculate. Like sterilized. Yeah. I, I, it was I beautiful. It, I was like, what? I, I, I. I literally have no words. So Milo, tell us a little bit about your social media. Like what, how can people find you and what is the premise of your, your, your channels, your TikTok and your Instagram? Right. So, uh, my biggest social media platform is TikTok. I have okay. about almost 90 K followers right now. Yay. Um, That's great. You yay. guys need to all go follow uh, Milo, like- get him to a hundred. Milo Besher. I said that right. Milo right? Besher. Milo. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Spell it. B-E-S-C-H-E-R. Okay. M-I-L-O. Milo. Yeah. B-E-S-C-H-E-R. Okay. That's on Instagram and TikTok if you want to go to Instagram and TikTok. And since since my viral video went viral mostly in the U.S., because I did that in English. Because the people in Sweden are like, I don't care. We see this all the time. Exactly. Um, Okay, whatever. There's our break room. (laughs) I think like 10 or 15% of my following on TikTok now is like English speaking. So I have created a playlist on my TikTok that's called Mile in America. So when I post a video (laughs) in English, I add it to that playlist. Oh, okay. So I didn't even know that. to navigate for my English speaking audience that, oh, oh, these videos are in English because I do a lot of Swedish content as well. 
Can you say something yeah. in Swedish? I know th- this is so annoying for you, probably, but I just want to. <laughs> I just want to hear you t- says just say something. It'll make me happy. Like it doesn't matter. You could say your makeup looks stupid, Nurse Jessica, because that's usually what some people say to me. Um, whatever you want to say, or or you can say Nurse Erica is my hero. Just say something. We just want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, jag heter Milo och ditt smink är jättefint Jessica och Nurse Erika du är verkligen en hjälte du ska veta det <laughs> Okay what did you say <laughs> So I said my name is Milo and Jessica your makeup it looks nice and Nurse oh, Erika so she's right you are a superhero Oh <laughs> that's so nice thank you <laughs> Okay I I, I, I love I i love that. He could have said anything. I'd have been like, that's amazing. I know. He could have told it us that amazing. Looked like dirt. And <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. I just wanted to go down this, this short list. So you don't have criminal prosecution okay. of nurses in Sweden, right? No. Okay. What about violence against nurses? You, you have nurses being shot yes. in the units? <laughs> no. Gun down at work? So, no. So you... Basically, you know, so the criminal the criminal activity in general in Scandinavia in general has been like increased over the years. I remember like when I was a teenager, you know, cops in Norway didn't have guns. Like wow. not even the cops had. Wow. Um and in in Sweden just if like it would depend on what kind of cop you were if you had a gun or not and over the years uh we, we've been struggling with more and more cr- like criminal activity in our all of Scandinavia basically and um we still don't have like school shooting is not a thing and yeah. and in, in, in no, that, that's an country. american thing like a like a like a hospital shooting is definitely not, definitely not a thing either but we do have like violence where people you know act out or like you know they come in drunk and they get mad because there's like a long line in the ER or whatever but i would but say But do they come in with guns and shoot uh, up the nurses and and take knives and slice no. them in the throat Oh not no, i mean no. i i know it sounds like i'm being dramatic but i'm really not No that's what happens um, Yeah what, what is the difference there Milo what 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 is the difference is it the way people are prosecuted there or is it gun laws or what or is it screening in hospitals what's or, the difference or is it that your so, management so backs you up there, yeah. there's definitely so, so in regards to weapon there's definitely that we have gun laws like it's hard to own a gun it's hard to import a gun like it's difficult um and and in regards to management i would say in the majority of the cases in the majority of the hospitals i've been a travel nurse since we i i worked at multiple hospitals the the management always has my back like if i tell them oh. like this patient is offending me this patient Amazing. is rude to me this patient is doing this and that then my charge nurse or my you know nurse manager they will walk into the patient like i had this example i was in the er this young teenage boy didn't want me to touch him because i was gay he was like being very rude and i was like you don't get to talk to me in that way you're here because you need treatment and I, yeah. i can give you the treatment but you won't be able to speak me to me to me in that manner and mm-hmm. he was like being all you know funny about it so i went to my charge nurse and i was like this this happened so the charge nurse walks with me into the room and she's like what's your problem 
Either you <laughs> stop offending my nurses on the floor. I love or it. You will ki- we will kick you out. You will have to seek care at oh, another facility. Amazing. Oh, it's amazing. not acceptable. Um, They're not worried about customer so, satisfaction so, and, scores, essentially. No. Or not the patient in, no. is always right. They're always no. the client. Right. It's not a service job in that sense. That is Thank the you. In the US. Yeah. That's so I'm, that's I'm sure that. Healthcare. Yeah. I'm sure that nurses in the U.S. since seeing your viral video have been researching, you know, what it takes to go to yeah. Sweden and become a nurse. And I know that your process getting <laughs> here to the U.S. was was really long. Like there was a lot that went into it. Yeah. But I, I'm sure yeah. that more people are looking into it. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So basically, uh, so. so... The U.S. degree, if you are a bachelor's nurse, basically, you know, you can apply to any country in Europe. You just have to know the language. But then we have the issue, like, I, because I do have a Swedish passport, I can move wherever I want in Europe. Like, there's no, like, immigration thing that is stopping me. Like, if I would want to work in Italy as a nurse, then I would just start learning learn to speak Italian and then I could move and work as an Italian nurse mm. yeah. or nice. a nurse in Italy. And, um, and that's also because the nursing education is standardized in Europe. Like we get the same amount of clinical hours. It's, it's very alike. Um, and the U S degree on a bachelor's level is the same as it is in all, all Scandinavian countries. Okay. Um, so as long as you know the language, then you just have to look into like the immigration part, like, and I do know that even though we have better staffing than the U.S., we think we are short-staffed. <laughs> and we are in, like, you know, no, what nursing <laughs> are, are painted to be in the books. Right, yeah. um, right. But uh, uh, so, so all Scandinavian countries are screaming for nurses. Like, we need nurses. So I know there's usually easier that, immigration nurses? processes to get into <laughs> right. the countries because we need nurses. Uh, but you do have to know the language. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's I, I think be there's going to be an uptick in people trip. learning Swedish. <laughs> right? We're going to be like downloading. Uh, what is it? What? what who? What is that book? Duolingo. That every, yeah. I. We're all going to be downloading apps. To learn, to yeah. Learn, to to learn. learn Swedish. It's funny because I I had um, a, a new friend that's a nurse here in New York, and she has Scandinavian roots, like her grandfather or something oh, something cool. were from Norway and when I talked about nursing in Sweden and Norway she was like no way you're kidding and she doesn't know the language but she knows that her parents has told her that she's able to get citizenship mm-hmm. if she w- ever would want to yeah I can for so, the Czech Republic since, I've looked into it since we became friends yeah since we became friends she's actually like looking it, into it now she's like Rosetta Stone that's what I was trying yes. to think of Rosetta yeah. Stone that's the one. That's the to one learn that's language. always pushed here as the um yeah to learn a different language as Rosetta oh. Rosetta Stone. Oh, yeah. Okay, that just came out of nowhere. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but that's really cool. If she all, all that's all she has to do then is just learn the language, and then yeah. she'd be set. Yep. Basically, yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of enemas, guys, um, <laughs> which we weren't talking about at all, but. Um, nurse Erica posted an interesting TikTok this week um, that 
I was like, we need to do a enema of the week award about this TikTok. So Erica, tell us, tell us the, the story and what you posted. Yeah. So in a, in a classic example of gaslighting, uh, allegedly Ascension Genesis in Michigan uh, posted to all of their units on their huddle board, allegedly, uh, this this whole diatribe about how uh, our stress and our happiness is not related to our circumstances at work. It, it's really more about the story that we tell ourselves. Let that sink wow. in. <laughs> So if I'm given twice as many patients as a nurse should have, and I have people bringing guns into work, and I'm threatened with criminal prosecution and losing my license, I should be able to somehow rise above that and just create this narrative in my mind, the story that I tell myself, and still be magically happy and at peace. Oh my God, this is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So basically, take seven more Prozac. And uh-huh. and tell yourself an interesting story in your mind and pretend like that's what's happening. Um, exactly. But that's the you're right. That is the most gaslighting thing I've ever heard in my life. Gaslighting 101. As, as if you can create another narrative in your brain that's going to take over what's really going on. I mean, come on. It's absolutely Absurd. ridiculous. Absurd. Yeah. So that that is very deserving of the... Uh, Enema yes. of the week. A they get the enema of the week award. Soap suds, <laughs> the whole the whole nine yards with excruciating <laughs> abdominal cramping pain. Um, oh, all of it. Soap suds, all the fleets. Of, of go lightly. Yep. Yeah. Like just a combination NG, of the whole the go lightly. thing. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's just stupid. But way, way to go, um, Ascension Hospital in where? Michigan? Yeah. Is that what you said? Ascension Genesis in Michigan, oh, allegedly. That's, a, that's who comes up with this crap. Do you think they're at a meeting together and they're all like, "Let's feed, let's feed them some more bullshit this week"? Mm-hmm. What can you come up with, Rita? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's tell them to create a story in their mind, and <laughs> that will fix everything, right? Hmm. I, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I can't. I can't. I know. It's so, absurd. Milo, promise us you'll come back on a second episode, will you? We'd love to have yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. This has been fun. Yeah. Thank I, you I so have, much I for coming on the podcast. And, yeah. Well, thank yes, you for having you, me. You're so, I feel like you're like a friend I didn't know I had already. Like, it's very He's easy like to a talk ray of sunshine, you, so isn't he? He's adorable. I know. Like, even though you can, you know that he's working in harder circumstances, he still is making the best of it, which is amazing like He's, seriously you're living your life and the fact you are that living you your life chose to work here is yeah <laughs> i'm gonna give you a round of applause seriously yeah. for yeah. that um but maybe if we start showing people the differences and how things should be maybe it yeah. will down the road somehow make a change maybe it'll push people to fight more for what we should have um yeah if, yeah if that was anything. like the goal of my video like really showing mm-hmm. especially my colleagues i was like this is what i'm having in sweden that i'm you know leaving to come work with you guys here in new york <laughs> but look this is how it could be well, yeah hey it I can think you be should better do more of those honestly like mm-hmm. 
Like, seriously, you really should do more um, comparison videos because, like I told you earlier, I really don't think that the majority of nurses here really understand how things are in other countries, you know? And I, I mean, obviously, somebody, I think, like Erica, probably is more educated than the majority of people. Like, we get stuck in our day-to-day -day lives, our day-to-day -day routines. We're doing what we have to do here to survive, and and people just don't have don't have time and don't really understand how things can be different. So, I mean, it definitely is extremely educational. And um, I, I think that you really could make a huge platform off of that to be, to be honest. So keep, honestly, keep pushing that. Like, keep and I don't opening mean our that, eyes. I, I hope people don't take it in a sense. Yes. Open yeah. nurses eyes to what things should be and how it could be. So. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Definitely. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Milo. Thanks.